my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars of this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast Scott! How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. It's uh, been a rough week for uh, the celebrities out there. We've had lots of rough weeks uh, this year, it seems like. But uh, I, mean, I don't know. Where do we start? Do we start with uh, pioneering Is that why you actress? used the Sarah McLaughlin, I Will Remember You music you know, for the top of the show? I used These Are People Who Died at the top of the show because I wanted an upbeat intro. And then Sarah McLaughlin's for the end. It'll be a nice, sad outro. Oh. Do you think oh. it should be the other way around? I, don't, I didn't want a slow intro. No, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever you think. I know. That's what that's what Dom said. He's like, well, you're the producer, but he wanted the upbeat. Dom wanted voted upbeat, and I went with him. So. Um, Dom votes now? Yeah, we're a democracy over here at uh, GeekStuffTNG. I, I showed up to the early, to the early, uh, the early, uh, the pre-show, pre-show. Yeah, yeah, he was in the pre-show um, meeting, so he got a, he got a vote on what we talk about. See. Unlike you, the talent who shows up four minutes after the show starts. I'm here. I, I, I tried. I tried. No. I tried to vote for a pension plan, uh, but that didn't go through. So I got to vote on the song. We did vote to double our salaries, though, right? And that that approved yeah. overwhelmingly. Whoa, that was a unanimous decision. <laughs> All two of us. I hope the CEO. Oh, oh. I hope the CEO confirms that. Mm-hmm. Oh, the um, Nancy from accounting was there too. Yeah, she was taking notes. Very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, she's nice. Yeah. So why well, she's paid. Yeah. Probably more than the unpaid intern and unpaid associate, unpaid producer. I'm an unpaid manager now. Unpaid man. Oh yeah, I keep I keep forgetting your your latest. Don't forget promotion. my title. I worked hard for that. <laughs> he works hard for his title. So hard for the title. <laughs> All right. So, so let's, wait, we do a podcast? Yeah, we're we're gonna do a podcast. We're gonna talk about the people who died. Well, before that, oh. Let's talk about something really important, and that is, why are you playing in Fall Guys? Are you five? That is the dumbest game I've ever played in my life. And I played it because the only reason I played it was to get the man cake skin that they were giving away for Fortnite. Well, that game is stupid. Peeling back the curtain, like we love to do in this program, um, I do, in fact, have a younger brother who does, in fact, enjoy the game. So, since I am a perennial big cousin, big brother of all time, uh, whenever 
I am constricted to play a game, I do it because, you know, I didn't have a big brother to do that. I see. So, you know, I imagine if I had a big brother, I would also harass him to play stupid games. I and thought, let me ask I thought you that's this. how you and Kev met. He was and in the big brother, big sister program. And like you guys started hanging out after school, you know, because you needed somebody to look up to. And it was, no, we, hey, we rode the bus can together. I, can I look up to you? Oh, okay. No, we rode that's, the bus together. So that's, that's why. That's how Sandwich and I became acquainted. Yeah. But let me ask you this then. How come when your big brother, me, asked you to do something like, I don't know, Go to the show's mailbox. That's a problem. Play the world's worst game. No problem. Go to the mailbox 10 minutes from your house. Big problem. One can be done from the comfort of my room. Okay. I can't argue that. There's no argument. Anyways. uh... What were you saying about somebody died? Dude, a lot of people died. I think the big one... I mean, there's a lot of big ones in the genre, but, but the most recent, at the time of recording was uh, Nichelle Nichols, right? Lieutenant Uhura. Yeah. Pioneering actress. And I mean, uh, the sad thing is, you know, it's been coming for a while. In fact, when she was uh, doing autographs at LA Comic-Con at the end of last year, she had said this was the last time she was going to be making public appearances. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I know she knew that it was coming. Um, what I really hope is that uh, her family was able to get the financial stuff straightened out because if you recall, we talked about it on this program um, it seemed like allegedly her business manager had taken advantage of her and, uh, you know, had, had taken, her, taken her assets. I think her, uh, I think he, he was the owner of her home at some point. And so I don't know how that ever resolved it, but, um, again, hopefully her family was able to get back control of her estate. I'm sure it's going to be either way. It's going to be tough in court for the family. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. Any, any comments on, uh, Lieutenant Uhura? Well, we can certainly say that the character was groundbreaking in so many ways. I think the story that I enjoy is the one where after the first season, she was going to leave the show and Martin Luther King Jr. told her that she could not leave the show because she represented too many things on the show, not the least of which was sort of an equal future, if you will. She was fourth in command of the Enterprise, yeah. At that time. So, you know, that's a big deal. I mean, I don't think they revealed that till much later, but the point is still the same. She represented a future that Martin Luther King Jr. hoped to see. So he told her that she could not leave and she didn't. Yeah. So. And yeah, and then all, all these all these years later, all the all the films and episodes and everything else that we that we were uh, blessed to have. So she will be sorely missed. And, and uh, you know, that's just, that's too bad. Yeah, she did. She did other real world stuff too. Like she was part of the recruitment uh, team for NASA with regards to women and minorities. She was very involved in that as well. And, um, oh yeah. I mean, Michelle Nichols, she, she certainly made the most of her celebrity where you cannot say that about every celebrity, unfortunately. Yeah. But she certainly did. Now, what I didn't have a chance to look at, her, now is it two remaining co-stars? Didn't Walter Koenig die? I don't think so. Oh, so then it's the three of them. So Shatner, Sulu, and Chekhov, any comments from those guys? 
I'm sure they, they did on Twitter. I, I know Walter Koenig did. Um, oh, I thought he died. Oh, maybe. Oh, his son died. That's who died. Yeah, I saw I saw Walter Koenig because uh, he was also on Babylon Five, right? So I saw him relatively recently. Never mention that again. <laughs> but I saw him at a convention, and that was what he was talking about, which I thought was interesting that he was discussing his time on a different uh, sci-fi show other than Star Trek, a show that shall not be named. That show sucked. Wasn't there a lot of uh, allegations that uh, D, uh, DS9 was ripping that show off? No, I think it was the reverse. I, I think that they were accusing... I think DS9 came out before BAB5, didn't it? I don't think so. Well, maybe, I, maybe then the accusations were going back and forth about it, someone ripping off somebody. Yeah. That show stunk. Yeah, I never, I never I watched you it. You know, and no one is ever going to convince me that J. Michael Straczynski is a good writer. I've never read a thing of his that I enjoyed ever. And he and he was he created that, I think. Didn't he create yeah, that show? Yeah, he did. He did. I actually have his uh book on script writing over on my shelf over there. Oh, well. Not I mean Why are you tra- are you training a puppy? Are you lining a birdcage? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I bought it when I was in college, but I have it. You know, when I was in college in the 70s, you know. Uh I bought that book. Uh, let's see. You're right, sandwich. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm just reading. Oh, because it looked like you had a stroke and fell forward <laughs> in the camera shot. Sorry. Sorry, apologies. I'm alive. Speaking no, of no. strokes and fell over, uh, David Warner also passed away. Sandwich, do you know who David Warner is? You probably see it in the in the prep sheet. But did you know right, who David Warner is? It. I didn't see it in the prep sheet, so he, it's he, cheating. He's in one of Kev's favorite movies, and it, the answer is not Titanic. But it is Titanic. <laughs> so he is he was master control program slash Sark in Tron. He was not oh, master okay. control program. He was also master control program. They were both Did he also provide the voice for MCP? I believe so. I, I, I don't I, think I, you're right about that. All right. I'll well if I'm wrong, you can call the GVM line. I'm not gonna look it up. Uh, if I'm you gotta call the GVM line and tell me. 201-730-2547. He was definitely Sark. He was definitely Dillinger. Dillinger, yeah. Those I, are the two characters. I don't think he played and I don't think he played the MCP also. I thought that article I was reading said that, but which I thought was oh. weird, but I'm like, oh, I guess it makes sense because Sark and M- MCP are so close closely aligned. I but. mean, I I mean I, I guess so. I, I just don't think I don't think I've ever heard that, which would be weird considering. Um pretty sure. David Warner signed my Tron poster. So can I pull back the curtain for the Tron thing, or should we let yeah. the let the fans say it? No, go ahead. No, he go was ahead. Ed Dillinger, Sark, and he was MCP. Oh, he was. Okay, well, I stand corrected. I um, I'm pretty sure that he signed my uh, my Tron poster, one of my coveted prized possessions. Signed by all four of the leads and the guy that played Ram. Oh, wow. I mean, that's nice. That's a that's a nice piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, he just, he had that, he was very good at playing a bad guy. I mean, you know, he just almost, you know, kind of typecast, but he really brought a lot to all of the roles that he played. My favorite role of his was uh, Jack the Ripper in Time After Time with, uh, oh, which one of the brothers is it? 
Malcolm. Malcolm McDowell, right? Yeah, not Roddy. Um, they're not brothers. They're related, right? No. They are not related? I don't believe so. Oh, no. I got to look that up now, too. Damn it. Uh, but anyway, Jack the Ripper in... Uh, time After Time. Time After Time. A great yeah. time travel movie. But what I love most about it is, although he's a murderer, he is still an English gentleman, and he is uh, gentlemanly enough to take off uh, the glasses of H.G. Wells before he punches him in the face, because he would never hit a man with glasses. It was... Um... Yeah, but, you know, and, you know, I joked about this at the top, but, you know, he was in Titanic. Yeah, so, yeah, he was, he was, uh, he was Billy, Billy Zane muscle. Yeah, the manservant. Manservant. And David Warner, you find, pops up as a villain in a ton of different things. How about we were just talking about, uh, we were just talking about Uhura. David Warner played uh, uh, Ambassador... What was his name? In in uh, in Star Trek Five? Yeah, six, he, he played. He's the played undiscovered several, country. Several. He roles. played the Klingon. Mm-hmm. He had the he played the Klingon ambassador. I'm trying to remember the name of the character. Ambassador. Shit, I can't. It's not shit, but I can't remember the name. Ambassador <laughs> shit. Well, it's the Klingon word for shit, which is you know Choctaw. Um, Ambassador Gorkon, I believe it's Gorkon. <laughs> See if I'm right. Ambassador Gorkon in Star Trek VI: The Undiscovered Country. He also played in Star Trek. See if I'm right about this too. He also played the human ambassador in Star Trek V: The Search for Shatner's Talent, which unfortunately they didn't find because he directed that piece of shit. And I'm pretty sure. That he was in that one also as a human ambassador. Am I right about that? I mean, he, he's, let's see. He was Chancellor Gorkon in Star Trek Boom. 6. And he was a Cardassian Gull Madrid in uh, oh. a Next Generation episode. No, it was two Next Generation episodes where he tortured. He's the one that tortured Picard. Yeah, one of the best episodes of the show. Two episodes. Yeah. There I are think that was a double lights. episode. Yeah. Four lights. That was one of the best episodes of Next Generation. You're right. Um, however, and he was I'm pretty uh, sure Saint uh, John Talbot, human character in Star Trek V: The Final Frontier. Boom! I know my David Warner. Yep. Um, also, you were correct about uh, Roddy and Malcolm McDowell. Their names aren't even spelled the same way. One is with an E. Not one even is with spe- an a. Yeah, I didn't think yeah. it was spelled the same way. Yeah. So, so hey, you learn something new. You learn a lot of stuff here on Geek Stuff TNG. You um, do. So, and he was also he was evil slash the devil in Time Bandits. Like those are the big three for me, right? Evil. In addition, yeah. In addition to all I don't the, think that was the devil. He was just evil. He was just the incarnation of evil. And then I also so. later, he he he's uh, done a lot of voice work and a lot of DC animated voice work. He yeah, was wasn't Ross he Roz? Yep. Yeah, well, he was Raza Ghoul, certainly appropriate. Yeah, so that's that's a, a, a big loss. Uh, Nichelle let's... Nichols. So there's a lot of hits to the Star Trek community here because, I mean, Nichelle Nichols is a key character, and David Warner played at least, what, three characters? Yes. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the Pantheon. So M- moving over to the Disney uh, universe, uh, Pat Carroll, who, who died the there. Of- the voice of Ursula from Little Mermaid. Her name was Pat Carroll. She died over the weekend. Oh, and I didn't then know that. and then here's one. Okay, 
Sandwich. What's the dirtiest thing ever yeah. said on television? Oh, We've been yeah. over this, but I don't remember the exact. It's Ward. I think We've you were a little hard on though. the beaver last night. Tony Dow from Leave it to Beaver passed away. Yeah, that was um, that was uh, Wally, right? Yep. Wasn't that his yep. character? Yep. Wally, the older brother of the Beave. Gee, gee, Wally. That, that's, yeah, that's like your character. See, if Sandwich was the Beave, you would be the Wally in the Leave it to Beaver in the Sandwich house. Sandwich wouldn't be the lead in the program. <laughs> so, and I'm the Chuck no. Cunningham of the, of the group. The Chuck Cunningham of Happy Days? That's and right. I would be the Fonz if that were the case. That's right. Um, and I guess Sandwich, in a way, would be um, Joni. Joni. <laughs> uh, okay. Poor Sandwich is sitting there, and I can see him. I can see him looking, and we're belting out all these names. Things he has no idea what we're talking about. Oh, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna waste the show. Brain it's power. A show called it's a show called Happy Days. I know the Fonz hits shit and it turns on. That's true. Very good. That's that's a cultural reference that you have, which is good. What and about like snapping fingers so and saying A? Let's talk about yeah. Leave It to Beaver a, for a moment. A and put his thumbs up. A. a. So so Tony Dow is the coolest man on the planet. At the time, at, at the, the time. time that show was number one, he was one. He was possibly the most famous person on the planet. And you know what? And now, and now you have your ID for the break. There you go. You know what? I mean, Harry Henry Winkler, the Fonz, he, he uh, is still going strong. He is acting on, on Barry, and he's doing some really good work on Barry on HBO. The uh -huh. um, has, has anybody has anybody watched that show other than me? I saw the first no. season. I didn't see any of it. I want to. I just haven't yet. I'm yeah. a big Bill Hader fan too. So, I mean, yeah, the show is is strong. I mean, it, it's it's very much a dark comedy, and as it goes into season three, it gets more dark than comedy, right? There's there's a little. It's it's not quite as. Uh, I mean, it's still funny, but it's just just keeps getting like spiraling darker and darker. And yeah, Henry Winkler's doing some really strong work on that, and he's continued to work all the way through. There was an article talking about. Uh, how he's kind of broke the curse of stardom just by continuing to work and do do good work. But anyway, uh, I, I wanted to hit on uh, uh, Leave It to Beaver. I wanted to ask one more question, Sandwich. So the main character, the child, his name is Beaver. Why do they call him Beaver? Do you know anything about the show Leave It to Beaver? He's got big teeth. I don't know. I mean, the kid kind of, he did have buck teeth, I think. But the reason would be when he was born, his older brother Wally could not pronounce his name. And it ended up sounding like Beaver, and so now, even though the kid's what twelve by the time for the show, they're still calling him Beaver. But his, so his what name his... his name was Theodore, and it sounded like Beaver uh -huh. when his brother said it. So that's a little bit of leave it to Beaver trivia if you didn't know that. All right, shall we do the social medias and then jump into San Diego Comic? -Con? Oh yeah, wait, we're doing we're doing a podcast. Doing Welcome a podcast. to this week's episode of Geek Stuff TNG, folks. That's right, where you should be following the show on the Facebooks, Twitters, Instagrams. Uh, it is Geek Stuff TNG in all of those places. You can call us and correct us when we're wrong about things like whether Roddy McDowell and Malcolm McDowell are related in any way. Uh, you can call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Or you can send us an email. At geekstufftng at gmail.com. And if you really want to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash geekstufftng, where for a dollar a month, you get access to the show's private Discord, 
There's been some good conversations going on over there. Just remember, if you want to interact with Kev, you have to at mention him to get a good response. Uh, for $3 a month, you get the early bird special. So as soon as the shows are done and edited, they go live for the Patreon folks over there. And for $5 a month, it's the bonus round where you get uh, vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff on the 1st and the 15th. So that means that uh, an episode went up today. I believe we're somewhere in the early 80s. So this being episode 689... Uh, you get to find out what was happening 600 episodes ago if you uh, support the show at the bonus round $5 a month level. You also get weekend bonus shows from The Sandwich, The Sandwich Shop. What did you talk about this week on The Sandwich Shop? Uh, Total Recall, a movie I thought I had saw but definitely had not seen. The Schwarzenegger one or the, yes. the other one? The Schwartz. Ah. So now let me ask you, you said, uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil The Sandwich Shop. Moss. Get your ass to Mars. First of all, wasn't the best part when he was pulling that thing out of his nose? How did you like that part? Oh, dude, that was just like it. It look it, it's no, no. It's like your nose shouldn't blow up like that. I know it's a great it's a great moment. It looked like someone stuck a whole kiwi in his nose. And then, uh, so you, of course, you get the, the reference to Johnny Cab, right? Frequently used on this show to talk about uh, who is it from Hasbro? Yeah. Patrick, who's the, I think he's the lead market for Star Wars for Hasbro, right. I think. All right. But so, so Sandwich, you said you had some, uh, like you didn't like the ending. So, so not to yeah. spoil your whole Sandwich shop, but what were your thoughts on the ending? I just didn't like the, the double cross on myself and the, the alien angle and okay. the mutant thing. Like it was just like so like out there, it felt like. All right. So, so the ending of Total Recall has multiple layers and multiple interpretations. So let me give you one interpretation. Do you remember the guy that he shot in the head because the one roll of sweat rolled down? The psychiatrist that yeah. told him, yeah. if you do this, here's what's going to happen. You're going to yeah. fall deeper into the delusion. You're going to see things like aliens, blah, 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 blah. Everything yeah, yeah. that guy said was going to happen, happened, right? Yeah. So yeah. one interpretation is he actually lobotomized himself. He went crazy within the simulation and he never uh -huh. woke up from the simulation. Everything that you he that happens for the rest of the movie is just him going losing his mind, right? That's one yeah. interpretation. The other interpretation was that um, all the memories that he had implanted were actually his own memories, right? So he so he just had actually done all that before, right? No, wait, I might be confusing that with the new one. I don't remember, but yeah, like the double double cross in there where. Yeah. He took away his own memories so he could be the deep cover agent, and then he finds out later that he's a sleeper agent, but then he doesn't want to turn back to being the him, him, his actual self. He wants to stay the yeah. cover identity, right? That's That was, that was what yeah. you're supposed to believe happened, right? So, anyway, I, I think that you can, you can interpret it in a couple of ways, but he, none of that might have actually happened. It might have just been him losing his mind because the machine broke. I heard, I heard, I've heard that was a, uh, an angle. That you know, you, oh, he's he's just in the simulation the whole time. Yeah, he's always in the simulation. He never actually leaves it. Yeah. So, we want to say hi to our friend Will's Trash joining us live uh, from Patreon, and he wanted to remind us that Bernard Cribbins passed away. So, for you Doctor Who fans, you know who Bernard Cribbins is. I, he passed away. I actually had that for the Doctor Who segment, but yeah, thanks. thanks for, oh, there, there's a Doctor Who segment. Well, when segment. we talk about Doctor Who, I did have that in here, but he's the. Is it finger sandwiches? Who stuff? Yeah, that's it. Um, that Bernard Cribbage played uh, 
uh, is it Donna Noble's father? I think it's Donna's father. Um, again, very. I love. I love that you think I, that even I might have an answer to this when I have never seen a single episode. No. He he's a, he's a strong character. He's only got a couple of episodes, but his episodes are rather emotional, and he's a solid character. So again, I mean, I know he's got more of a career than just his Doctor Who appearances but that certainly is where he crosses in with with the genre and will's trash thanks for joining us on the instagram live and you too can join us on the instagram live if you support the show on patreon at just ten dollars a month is karen gillen still alive and well i mean i'm sure she is she's voicing nebula on what if most then likely on all, what if season two and all the most important characters and performers from doctor who are doing fine is that it that's the only character you care about it's the only it's the only performer I care about, certainly. What about uh, David Tennant, who's doing things like uh, Good like Omens what? season two? Is he? Yeah, they're working on they're good working on Good Omens season two right now. Oh yeah, I did hear that they were working on Good Omens season two. Did, did you see? Um, season yeah, one? okay, that's fine. Did you see huh? season one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's do this. Oh, Good Omens! I love the I love the book. What's in the news? I'm sorry. Oh, I, you, you you were saying that you love the. I was saying it. It's it's one of my favorite Neil Gaiman books. So yeah, I absolutely oh. saw it. This guy you should cut him off. It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you? Oh, I didn't get that one. See how he missed that opportunity, Kenobi. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. We'll wait. Yeah. There too late. Too late. Doesn't count. When I had it, I wasn't ready. And he knew. He knew I was messing with the board, and that's when he said it. And he also threw it in there very casually, Kenobi. That was Hello just, there. that was not nice. Okay, so let's uh, let's let's make this a uh, now that we've handled all the death. Oh, I also wanted to say, uh, since we were talking about uh, Total Recall, it was also Arnold Schwarzenegger's seventy uh, fifth birthday. So the yeah. ter- the Terminator seventy five. And uh, and then you know what I fi- you know what really I found out as a result of that. Chris Pratt. You is, are also seventy five. No, Chris Pratt is like is his son in law. Did you, you know that? Know Chris that? Pratt, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, I did not know that Chris Pratt had married. He divorced Arnold. Anna Faris. Mm-hmm. He and Anna Faris have one. I believe it's a boy. He divorced okay. Anna Faris and he married Schwarzenegger's daughter, one of his daughters. I think he has two daughters, Schwarzenegger. And, and is that daughter with uh, Maria Shriver? Yes. So that, that makes Chris Pratt married into the Kennedy. Family? Yes. Uh huh. Wow. Okay. So yeah, no, I, I was not aware of that. So that was news to me. So, and that's news to me. News to me. Uh, we need that stinger. Okay. Let's let's talk uh, San Diego Comic Con. Do you want to talk about specifically the Marvel stuff first, and then go into the rest of Comic Con, or do you want to whatever you like? You whatever you like, Chief. You you lead us. Sandwich and I are here to follow. <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's do that. Let's talk about let's just talk about the Marvel stuff because I'm sure there was a, a shit ton. They and they announced what phases five and six. Yes, and and I think what we were talking about. I don't know if it was well, last five, week. but they they all they said about six was that it was gonna that the two phases would end in five and six is kind of a double phase. Meaning it's it's crossing this storyline is crossing to the multiverse. One assumes the multiverse storyline is crossing into two phases, five and six, and it will culminate with two Avengers films, which I don't remember the name of. Uh, the Kang Dynasty and then the Secret Kang Wars. Dynasty and what? Secret Wars. 
and Secret Wars. Yeah, that makes sense. And I suspect it will be, there'll be a, some of our heroes will somehow turn up in the Kang. Think Mirror Mirror episode of the original Star Trek. Right? Do you remember that one? Mm -hmm. Sandwich, I know you don't remember. Um, but in the Mirror Mirror episode of the original series of Star Trek, Kirk is ac accidentally transported into an alternate universe where, where the Enterprise and the Federation are evil. And we know this is, you know, and we know they're evil because Spock has a goatee. <laughs> right. That's where and that trope Sulu, comes from. And Sulu has a scar. And a sword. And they all, and they all carry knives on them and so on. I think it's going to roll out. I'm, I'm putting this predictor out there now. Um, and my prediction is that they will somehow some of the um, some of the heroes from our dimension, the proper MCU, are going to somehow cross into this Kang MCU. And I think that's going to be the Kang dynasty is going to be them coming back. And in coming back, they're somehow going to open up uh, uh, that other universe. And then the actual MCU heroes are going to have to fight the Kang dynasty heroes. And that would be secret wars. Hmm. That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking is going to happen. And that, and somehow in that is how they will resolve the, the, the multiverse issue somehow, but perhaps by, simply restoring um the the what you call it the group that loki destroyed the tva the tva yeah exactly very good sandwich and perhaps i mean it could be as simple as it could be as simple as restoring that at some point but i i have a feeling that's the direction we're going to go but we're going to get a good feel for that i think we're going to get a good feel for that with ant-man because Ant-Man's going to give us Kang for the first time. Like, for real, though. Mm -hmm. Not this one who remains. Not this, none of this bullshit. We're going to get Kang the Conqueror, pretty sure. Um, and so I think we're going to get a feel for what that story is going to look like, yeah. I think. And I, I can't wait, because that, that actor, he did so much with that part in, you know, whatever, the 15 minutes he was on screen in Loki as he who remains i can't Jonathan wait major Jonathan major i cannot wait to see what he does with more you know because i was so he was he just he just stole the show it's also a completely different character yeah but i mean again i just i loved yeah i loved the what he did and how he played it i'm right. so i'm super interested to see what he does with with kang proper yeah and and i have a feeling i have a feeling one of those i think one of the sort of unaltered heroes the un kangified heroes is probably going to be loki because it seems to me like he's already there yeah he's already in that universe the end of the tv show seemed to indicate that loki was already in let's call it the kangiverse and if if that's where this phase is leading us and the next phase leading us out of i have a feeling loki is the first person there so yeah. speaking speaking maybe. of loki right season two is uh there are in production on season two right now. I, I know, believe they're almost done. Yeah, that, that, that one. You remember the goofy character that like was using the Infinity Stones as paperweights? That character mm -hmm. is returning for season two, so it'll be interesting to see 
Right. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I know everybody was looking forward to that. So let, let's go down the list here. We got the I Am Groot cartoon uh, on Disney Plus coming out August 10th. Which which all that is a bunch of animated shorts. Yeah. And then... Yeah, it doesn't have any sort of MCU ramifications, at least not that I've heard. Yep. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, August 17th, so just in a couple of weeks. Uh, of course, you know, the, the, the trailers let you know for sure that Daredevil's in it, but she, he would have to be... As another superhero attorney, it only makes sense for him to be in it, so it's a good thing that he is, right? Well, mm-hmm. two, two things about that. One, I didn't look this close, but it's been suggested that he's in the yellow costume. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. Which I find really odd. For them to go the yellow costume at this point just seems odd to yeah. me. I don't know why that would be, but I guess we'll find out. Awesome. Also, they're doing, um, the, I guess, the non-West Coast version of him as well, because I don't think she's in New York. She is in New York. Yeah, she should be a New York I attorney. I think she is. Yeah, she I'm ho- pretty sure she's in New York, yeah. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure she's in New York. Maybe maybe she isn't in New York. I don't know. Yeah. The point is, is Daredevil is going to make his re-emergence in this series, and then we're going to get an 18-episode season of daredevil yeah it's called daredevil reborn right 18 yeah 18 episodes so whether they're gonna they're gonna retcon his origin and get rid of the sort of the let's call it the elements the inappropriate elements from uh the netflix series i don't know are they gonna put him in the yellow costume based on that i don't know is he actually in the yellow costume and it's not some just sort of trick of your eyes in the trailer? I don't know. Here's what I do know. They fixed the CGI on She-Hulk. They did? Because it still doesn't look that great in the trailer to me. It looks way better than it did in the teaser. Okay. Yeah, way I, better. That's still my, my concern is that, the, is that it's going to be distracting that it's not that great. And let's also talk about that. Well, you're going to have to put, you know, eventually you're going to have to put that aside. Because eventually it's going to get as good as it can get, and that's it. That's number one. Number two, um, on a on a toy related note, they revealed the She Hulk figure from the Disney Plus series, and it looks brilliant. I mean, as far as like the face goes, it looks just like the CGI. Like it was amazing. So there was that 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 was announced also at San Diego. All right, and it also um, said that the the sense of humor of the show is is based on. Fleabag? Did you? Did anybody seen Fleabag? Yeah, it's brilliant. If you've never seen Fleabag, it's hysterically funny. Not for kids. Nope. Nope. But the also, the scene in the show should tell you that. But but it's, it's definitely also, not for kids. So the, the part of the humor in the Fleabag is that the character breaks the fourth wall, looks at the camera, and and She Hulk's known for doing that in her comic book. So it's kind of a, a nice. It, it just ties in really well to have that. Yeah. That translate. So that that's. And, that's a and hallmark of a one, She-Hulk character. Her and De- and and Deadpool are kind of two characters that break the fourth wall, right? Yeah. And and I have to say this as well. I want everyone to stop suggesting there have been some real meatheads. I don't want to mention names um, with YouTube channels that I watch who have suggested that oh maybe this is the lead-in to Deadpool because he also breaks the fourth wall. Oh, well, so we need a character that breaks the fourth wall in order to lead in Deadpool? No. That's a meathead thought. You know, that's a ham-handed uh, 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 transition 
which makes no sense whatsoever. So please, please stop saying and believe in that because that just isn't going to happen. Let's see. What else? We got got, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, November 11th in theaters. That trailer was amazing. Oh, yeah. And However, I, I saw over on the on the Discord though that the uh, the toys have already spoiled who the new Black Panther is. Yes, they have. Yeah, no, yes. I haven't. I haven't looked at the toys, but that was uh, Vicious Smith. I think said that in in the Discord that it's already but, so. You oh, know, I, don't as they want to the do. They spoil the they spoil almost the entire story. Ooh, Marvel like Legends? They, no, it was a Lego. Was it Pops? Oh, Lego. Yeah. So who's the? Are we allowed to say who the new Black Panther is? I hey, think we uh, should keep it. I think we should keep it to ourselves uh, for people that don't want. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Hold on, hold on, Scott. Hold on. Put the show on hold. All right, hold on. So again, not to spoil Black well, Panther two. Well, that was certainly interesting. I good, guess we'll have to wait and see how that turns out. However, if you were watching the show live on the Instagram, you would have gotten to hear all the spoilers and had all the fun. Yep. Um, now that said, uh, it, it, it in my opinion, doesn't even matter who the new Black Panther is because there's going to be one. So that's fine. And whoever it is, we're going to have to deal with it. That's also fine. Let's talk about the fact that I did not like Namor. You didn't? No. I mean, did they really show him other than images of him? Yeah. Did he say anything or do anything? Yeah, they did. And 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 that's what I don't like. I don't like the design. I don't like the... I mean, I get it. it. It's very Aztec-y looking, right? It, it's got kind of it's a the, South American look. Yeah, but, you, you know, you can have a South American look, but you don't have to have, like, every part of his body is, like, pierced. You know, like, he's got that big green bone through his nose. Did he? You know, and he's got the big, like like you know whatever the the stretchy earring things are that whatever they're called that that stretch your ears out your ear gauges gauges yeah that's it you know like that kind of thing Hmm. i i don't i don't i don't i don't dig it i just don't dig it Hmm? and that's not that's not me uh advancing a cultural ideal or anything because he's atlantean they can make atlantis whatever they want to make it you know, but it seems to me that they went perhaps a little overboard trying to make him more appealing in that regard in a in a uh, cultural way, which I don't think they needed to do. So there you go. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be he, interested to see it. And he should be, he should be the biggest thing to come out of this. I mean, yeah, because yeah, Namor's a major player in the marvel universe yeah to not to major not be, not to be introduced major yet. villain major ally major and because I mean, technically he should have been around with captain america in world war ii times right and we don't know that that isn't the case yeah right because they could retcon that in real easy yep you know 
Like, I mean, there have been, I think there have been enough references where Captain America has said, uh, I think it was in the first Avengers movie, I think, or the second Avengers, I can't remember, it was one of them, where they said, um, where Steve makes some references to not understanding everything that's going on in the world. But then when he gets like amongst the military and, you know, like on the ship, he says, this makes sense. Yeah. So there, I think there's enough illusions, illusions, AL, uh, illusions to the fact that Steve Rogers, Captain America did not have superhero acquaintances during the war. And that said, also, if 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 they're going to retcon Namor in that way, then they need to retcon uh, the Human Torch that way too, because we've already seen that version of the Human Torch. It was it was that it was in Captain America: The First Avenger. Mm-hmm. It was hanging at the Stark display. Yeah. Was dude, that's a was perfect the, the original Human Torch. Perfect opportunity for in the Namor movie, whenever that happens in Phase Seven, to have. Chris Evans come back just for a flashback scene of Namor and Captain America and if the, that's what the they invaders. Do. Is that what that, the invaders, was that the group? Yeah, yeah. But you need, you need more than that. You need Toro who is the, the little sidekick of the original human torch. You need wizard. Who's like know, a, like a flash need, kind of character. Yeah, he is basically the flash. And uh, I feel like, or, or a guy who just level. pees a lot. The wizard. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's about, although his suit is yellow. <laughs> Perfect. So he's the wizard. Maybe it was originally uh, but, a white suit, know, but now it's yellow. They could also bring, um, uh, Will saying Captain Britain, which version of Captain Britain? Because I don't think Captain Britain extends back to World War II, at least not that I recall. It would maybe Union Jack, maybe the first Union Jack might be, might be a, uh, uh, a choice there. Um, but the, the point is, is they certainly could retcon an invaders invaders film with just enough mentions, uh, you know, and enough sort of like, uh, maybe Steve doesn't remember them. Maybe it's part of the thing. Will says, sorry, I was thinking Union Jack. Yes, sir. You are forgiven. Your 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 knowledge uh, of comics uh, uh, is is great, but uh, it is easy to confuse Captain Britain and Union Jack. So. Um, I didn't like I didn't like the design on Namor. Um, I, I we just gotta wait and see because if the context the context could be enough to kind of negate the sort of lesser qualities of the design, but it's right now right now it's a steep uphill to climb. And we should say also that uh, again, sort of tying the toy aspect in again. Marvel Legends uh, put up for pre-order a wave of figures associated with Black Panther. However, only, let me think, Namor, uh, what's her name? Black Panther's girlfriend, Lupita Nyong'o's character, whatever her name is, I forget. And um, and another Okoye, is that is that a Okoye? Okoye. Yeah, that's Okoye. Another Okoye, which I think now this makes three because I feel like the first one was a build a figure, and then at some point I think they just issued her straight away. And 
the build a figure for the line is a Tuma. It's not a Tuma. Like it's not the a movie Tuma Atuma. at all. So we're also getting a the movie Atuma in this movie as well. And um, but the other, but for some reason, oh, I'm sorry, and a reissue, a straight up reissue of um, Martin Freeman's character from an earlier box set, uh, whatever his character's name is in the MCU, I forget. A straight up reissue of that character. I don't even think they changed the color of his suit, I don't think. So you're getting another version of that character. And then you're getting two comic book based characters, a, a, a very classic version of Black Panther, comic book version. And then these white Panther looking guys who are apparently like his guard or secret police in the comics or something like that. I don't know what they're called. Um, but that's what's rounding out the wave. So is it that they didn't have enough characters from the movie to do because they didn't do they didn't do whoever the new Black Panther is. And maybe I understand that. They didn't do uh what's her name character, the queen. That would have been a character that she's clearly in this movie way more than she was the first one. Yeah. Uh I can't remember. Angela Bassett, right? Isn't that Angela Bassett who plays the queen? Yeah. yeah. So they could have done Angela Bassett's character, certainly. And I'm I'm imagining, just hear me out, I know I'm crazy. Um maybe there was one or two other characters from the movie they could have done so that they just did a movie wave. Did you say, um, maybe I missed it, that Ironheart was in the wave? Ironheart is not in the wave. But she's definitely in the movie. Definitely there is an allusion to Ironheart in the movie, yes. Because the actress is there. Like the one, so, like the character of Ruby Williams. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm guessing, again, this is another sort of uh, opportunity, I think, where... All right, well, now they could do a second wave of Black Panther figures where they're doing the new Black Panther, Ironheart, possibly the Queen, possibly some other standout uh, character, and maybe another, uh, again, another couple of comic book characters. Yeah, and I Ironheart, the so. Disney Plus show, is slated for fall of 2023 on Disney Plus, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's move on through the, through the Marvel slate here. You got uh, later this year... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Yeah. Early next year is uh, What If Season 2. Mm-hmm. And then in February, February 17th is Quantumania. Where again, that's where we should see uh, Kang. And then you've got Secret. And I think that's going to be, I think that's going to really be the kickoff of the Kang storyline. Mm-hmm. So it's no, not- I think we're getting teases of it now with, you know, the multiverse, you know, Doctor Strange in the multiverse. Spider-Man uh, uh, can't go no home or whatever home. the last one was. Um, the Loki end of the Loki series or the Loki series entire. Um, I think those are teases for what I think is going to be a much heavier dive into this Kang story. Couple, couple of questions, couple of comments on that. So we talked about a couple of weeks ago that we felt like Phase Four doesn't isn't building, and it, and it's it does seem like that Phase Four is a like a plateau, and then we're going to build again, starting with Phase Five, into into Kang. I so, think Phase Four could could be most accurately described as exposition. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but we were saying that that that's yeah. why people are kind of a little unsatisfied with Phase Four. The individual movies may be fine, but we, it doesn't feel like it's building towards something like all the other ones 
right. did. And maybe Quantumania is going to be that same kind of ending, like Thanos going, fine, I'll do it myself at the end of whichever movie that was. Fine, right? I'll do it myself. That was uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Right. So... Um, let's see. So then we get Secret Invasion on Disney Plus in early 2023. So Secret Invasion and Secret Wars are not don't have anything to do with each other. One is Kree that Skrull. That we know of. Well, but I mean, if we were going to take from the comic books, no, Secret Invasion don't. is it has to do with the Skrulls. And That's Secret gonna Wars be, was you know, I have a feeling what's going to happen is they're going to have to, some way, they're going to have to tie the space story into the overall story. I just think they're going to have to do that because right now when you have something like secret wars, not secret Wars, secret invasion, what you're doing is you're kind of, you're sort of cornering the space characters into a section of the universe that could be different and separate from what's going on with the Avengers. It's, it's kind of splitting the cosmic characters off. I just don't, I don't see them doing that. So I have a feeling there's going to be some connection because honestly, I mean, you could easily spin the cosmic characters off. This is the last guardians movie, at least with this team. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, uh, you have the Marvels, which is going to be Captain Marvel, Monica Rambo and Ms. Marvel one assumes. Yep. In July um, 28th of 2023. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of bad buzz about that movie still a space space sort of centric story or or could be um you have i think nova is coming down the pipe at some point down yep. the pike uh, so there's that and then you do have sort of the the invasion and the scrolls are just sort of hanging out there you know that could be a much bigger storyline or it can corner off into its own universe and just involve the cosmic characters if you will mm-hmm. and not have any sort of real ties to the sort of mcu avengers let's say the avengers storyline that is entirely possible that 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 is the direction it will go and that would be splitting the mcu into really two different universes: the cosmic universe and the other universe which is why i the avengers universe which is why i think they won't do that however I think there'll be some tangelical response. That's not the right word. There'll be some loose, somehow connected uh, 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 strands that, you know, that stretch from that cosmic storyline into the Avengers. I just don't think they're going to split them off. Yeah. Because then the next idea is that you're going to have the X-Men coming and the FF. Well, we know the FF will be probably will be in the Avengers sort of arcs. And the X-Men probably won't. The X-Men will probably start spinning out into their own universe the way the cosmic characters seem to be at this point. But I just don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to keep all of those things as tight and as interwoven as possible. Think Marvel Comics when they were good. Before Joe early Joe 80s, Late 70s, early 80s, when, you know, to tie anything together... If a character was in New York, there was a panel that had Spider-Man swinging through the background, even if it wasn't Spider-Man's book. You know, they constantly ran into characters. In in if if you're in a character's town, there would always be like a check-in. Hey, I'm here. I'm checking out this thing. Okay, if you need any help, let me know. Maybe he helped, and maybe he didn't. It, it's it's funny when you talk about like because every 
the everything happens in New York City in Marvel. I remember seeing a, a, an article once that was like, okay, here's the population of New York City. Here's the number of Marvel heroes or, or superpowered beings in the Marvel universe that live and act in New York City. Therefore, here's the the percentage of the population of New York that had superpowers, and it was like relatively high number just given how many uh, beings there were like like you couldn't cross the street without bumping into a superhero or supervillain right. essentially is what that what they were saying um speaking well, and that's what i and, and that's why i think that um they're trying to maintain that continuity that's what i think that's why i think there'll be some sort of connection between the cosmic universe the avengers universe and an x-men universe if they split them I still think they'll be connected, but they could also just split. It could be, you know, we already got a separate universe, the Sony verse, which technically is part of the multiverse of the MCU. Yeah. Thank you, Venom, for giving us that little tidbit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the point is, is that it already exists. They would just be expanding on it, really, or either making solid connections or driving them further apart. Yeah. Either way that they go there, I think they'll be fine. So long as they have a fan base, if there's a fan base for the comic character, the cosmic characters, great. And then, you know, if they were split out all into separate universes for a phase or two, they could bring them all back together with a threat to earth that will take, the combined might of all of these of all of these universes to defeat like i don't know let's say i don't know um galactus in in once you let the avengers go and it's fantastic four galactus whatever that's phase 8 or 9 or whatever right now that now if that they the fantastic that, four yeah. is the is the main, is the lead one and then you do an x-men what's what who would be the x-men villain that is, that is world threatening and no I, there's so many of them who knows Mr. Sinister? Um, no. Apocalypse. The apocalypse. But they already but did they've that. they've already done yeah. Apocalypse and ruined him. Right, they're not going to so redo that. probably out. They, they have, I don't they know. have redone characters. It also would have, at that point, it'll be like 20 years. Are they, <laughs> bringing, they, Jean, are they bringing Jean Grey in? Are they going to tell the, the Phoenix answer, Force one the more time? Phoenix, yeah. Then uh, the answer would be Phoenix. I mean, if you think about it... Um, but does, does everybody come together Moon in the Knight's comics? actor was also Apocalypse, so I mean... Yeah. <laughs> well, not from that... Per I mean, not from the perspective of the performer, but the fact that Apocalypse was just terrible. The character was just... No fault of Oscar Isaacs. I mean, I guess in part it has to be a little bit his fault, but <laughs> that character just sucked. But so. in, in, in the Phoenix saga, though, uh -huh. the rest of the universe doesn't come together to defeat the Phoenix. It's all... Internal they, well, the right? Fantastic Four is who finds her in the cocoon. Okay, and but I'm I mean, pretty sure the Avengers have something to do with it too. So oh, okay, I'm, so then yeah, there you go. I mean, that would be. I mean, I guess wasn't. if you want to go back to that well, but I think that they'll feel like the Phoenix well has been done too many times. I mean, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But then, what are the X Men facing? Magneto? No. Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. The Brotherhood no. of Evil Mutants. They're not. They're not world threatening, though. That's what I'm trying no. to say. Um, again, you can bring Scarlet Witch back into House of M, but they already kind of co-opted that in in Multiverse of Madness, right? They're, again, they're going back yeah, to the same Scarlet they, Witch. They wouldn't well. do that. They wouldn't do House of M. 
nope and they wouldn't do like you know like what mutant massacre no who cares there's not a you won't have enough care in the characters you know if they did the avengers massacre now it would have resonance if they do mutant massacre as the first big x event who would care yeah nobody all right well that's what i mean there's no you know what it, go through all the overwhelming cross stories in the x-men and what do you get but, you know like it, the future days future past already done yeah which means sentinels already done nimrod already done i mean because he's a sentinel in effect uh so you have you know like those rehashed chris claremont terminator ideas you know uh uh you know they're not going to play again they've already done it it could just be that i mean x-men are really dealing with x-men problems and and not necessarily world-threatening you know they're they're dealing with threats to mutant kind not to the world i don't believe they're going to leave the x-men small that's the issue yeah but but they could build to it and while they're building the x-men they're not the the friendly neighborhood x-men yeah oh i get it speaking speaking of the neighborhood let's let's keep moving because we're running long here uh echo series oh i'm gonna have to go soon yeah you guys are probably gonna have to do seg two without me all right well let's talk about echo that's gonna have uh, is uh is uh kingpin gonna be back in echo Kingpin's gonna be in daredevil they said yeah but is he gonna be in echo that's i, I bet i bet so, he's not in most of echo and then maybe he shows up right at the end to lead into daredevil yeah like I, I can't see i i'm almost guaranteeing he didn't die at the end of hawkeye he did who kingpin yeah when he got shot they announced him they announced him for daredevil yeah, exactly. Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox were announced for the 18 episode Daredevil season. So we know that he didn't die. We know that they're both both performers are coming back. I, mm-hmm. I just wonder. And how, it was how obvious much... after Spider-Man and, and and Hawkeye series anyway. Yeah. So. But I wonder how much he'll have to do with the Echo series. It would seem like it would make sense that he's the her primary antagonist. But if he's the antagonist of Daredevil, maybe they'll give her something else to do. And he's either only slightly involved or he's recovering for the whole show and maybe comes back as a secondary big bad towards the end right yeah i mean will, it's, it's gonna be interesting will's trash on our instagram says the brood question mark for an x-men crossover no well i don't think so because it's an alien invasion and we're gonna have that in secret invasion so mm-hmm. i don't think it's an alien force that comes i don't think that's it do they go off into space like she are like like that like um i can't who's the who's yeah because because uh professor x is uh is hot for those alien bitches right yeah yolandra right isn't that her name i, I think so and the uh, and the space pirate the hell's that it's that group's name i forget i don't know i'll um, let you have it because i don't know <laughs> no it's it's like it's it's what's his name it's it's scott's dad isn't it isn't 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 Scott Summers' father like the leader of? Yeah, I thought that was Mr. Sinister. No, no, oh, Scott Sinister Summers' dad's like some alien Scott. of importance. He's, the, he's he's basically like Peter Quill, but in, instead of being like you know some some cool space junker, he's like a space. It's not space. What's well, says space jammers? I don't think that star jammers. Star jammers. Yeah, it's <laughs> close. Will it's star jammers? Yeah. And I don't remember his name, but he looks exactly like a pirate. Wait, 
What was that? Starjammers? It's that Star time Jammers. of the night. We turn on the black. Oh, no, that's Spelljammers. Okay, sorry. Never mind. Uh, so, yeah, speaking of Peter Quill, right? Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, May 5th. That's the end of this team, right? Yes. Are they going to bring Starhawk Supposedly. back and have Stallone pick up for Guardians 4? He's clearly, they're clearly in it. The original so, Guardians with Stallone and Lex Luthor from Smallville as Martin X and all those guys, they're clearly in that movie because they showed them in whatever teaser there was. So yeah. I, I imagine War, Adam Warlock will be like the next phase of that. I say Guardians team, that like universe. You don't introduce Adam Warlock and then have him just like run away. Is is like, he? You know what I mean? Is he in the Guardians in the books? No, I don't no. Think he's that doesn't mean he can't be in the but... movies. No, no, yeah. but I mean he's not going to be a member. Like they're not going to yeah. introduce him yeah. and have him be a member going yeah. forward of the Guardians. No, he's clearly going to be the villain, and then he's going to turn. He's going to side with them against some bigger villain. Okay. I mean, this is. I mean, that's like comic book one hundred and one. Yes. I'm excited. So what I'm at now, Nebula. Though, I'll say it's, this: it's Nebula's yeah, story, Nebula. and and I think it's going to be exactly the same way. And uh, I think that uh, uh, I mean I'm not sure if they mentioned or had made any mention of the if there's a bigger bad in the movie other than Adam Warlock, uh, but I'm guessing that there is. I just don't know who it could be. Yeah. And, you know, they've also leaked things about it already. Like, you know, you know, that they find Gamora and, and at least this is what I heard anyway, rumors, rumors and speculation that Gamora is off just doing whatever she wants to do. And she's no interest in the guardians or Peter Quill and basically tells Peter that the woman who loved him is dead and she isn't her and all that. And apparently it's very sad the, the movie's apparently going to be really, really, a really tough ending to the story. Apparently yeah. that's what I keep hearing. And high evolutionary is going to be in it. So that's probably that's the real it. big bad. And, and that's I mean, it. it's, yeah. hasn't it been speculated that that's where rocket came from, that the high evolutionary is. That's probably what, what, well, they're definitely exploring rockets background. Yeah. So I think that I don't think rockets going to go anywhere. Um, and I don't think Groot's going to go anywhere. They're just too popular. Um, will they form a new team? I don't know, you know, but I have a feeling, you know, like I, I have a feeling we're going to see more than one death. I have a feeling, uh, that there's going to be a lot of, it's, it's going to be a rough movie. That's what I think. I don't think, uh, I don't think he's going to gently just kind of have them walk away from each other. A la like civil war. I just think it's going to be one heartbreaking moment after another. At least that's what I think. Yeah. And it will be 10 times as heartbreak, pardon me, heartbreaking because um, these characters all joke and laugh and, you know, they're, they're kind of like this family and they even alluded to that in the Thor movie, Love and Thunder, you know, where they, where they had that joke in the trailer, which I don't think was actually in the movie where it's like, you know, where, where Peter Quill's given that speech and he goes just, you know, look to the ones you love or whatever. And, and Thor is kind of slowly moving into in front of Peter Quill's face. I don't think that joke made the movie. I don't remember, but I don't think it did, but I thought it was really funny, but it also says a lot about 
them setting up the end of Guardians of the Galaxy as much as as anything else. Right. So, so they'll, they'll give you the extra goofy yeah. goofy jokes in the Christmas special, and then rip your heart out with the movie. I I suspect yes. I suspect we're gonna. I I suspect there's gonna be a lot, a lot of unhappy coming out of that movie. That's what I think. And will there be some ragtag group that's left over? Maybe, maybe Adam Warlock will be one of them. I I feel like Groot and Rocket will still be there. Maybe we finally lose Nebula. Uh, I suspect we'll lose um, Drax, Sean Gunn. <laughs> I'm I'm sure we're going to lose Sean Gunn's character because this is the end of the run for his brother on directing, according to his brother. Um, so I have a feeling we'll lose him. I also know Dave Batista has no interest in continuing, so we could lose Drax. Uh, we could lose um, what's her name? Uh, I'm about to say Manta, but that's Mantis. Could lose Mantis. Uh, I mean, there's there's a whole. There's a whole lot of dead road for some of these characters where killing them off in a fashion that serves the story would be appropriate and, you know, would be accepted. But when you have characters like Rocket and Gru, I don't think they get killed. Peter Quill, I don't know that he gets killed. Maybe he just takes off or maybe, you know, he, I don't know, assumes the the mantle of ego or I mean, who knows, you know, like there's, there's any number of different things that can happen to Quill. I've already explained what probably happens with Gamora is that she just walks away and maybe Zoe Zaldana turns up somewhere else in the MCU at some point as a villain or not, or not at all. Or, you know, she just goes off and who knows, there's a number of different ways. All I keep hearing though, she's going to be tied up with avatar six, seven and eight. Yeah. Or who cares? Um, the, all I keep hearing though is that you know you need to pre- prepare because it's not going to be like a typical Guardians movie. That's what I've heard more than once now. So. Mm-hmm. Well, let's keep moving. We got Loki season two. We got the Marvels you already talked about. I did watch uh, Ms. Marvel. Did anybody else watch Ms. Marvel yet? Oh yeah, just the first episode. It it I I enjoyed it, and by the end, it has a very nice emotional payoff. Um, and yeah, so I think that I think that it was really good, and it definitely leads right into whatever's going to happen in in the movie The Marvels. So when once everybody's watched uh, Ms. Marvel, we can we can discuss that. We also have uh, Umbrella Academy to discuss at some point. But let's let's get done with the uh, SDCC Marvel stuff. We got Ironheart and X Men '97 coming in the fall of '23. Uh, well, X Men '97 is just a continuation of the animated series. Right. You got Blade. So nothing there. Blade and what's in... the other one? What I said. What Iron... was the first one? I said Ironheart. Oh, Ironheart. Yeah, Ironheart. Ironheart. X Men '97. Blade is November of 2023. Agatha, Coven of Chaos, is sometime late 2023, early 2024. Which again, there were rumors of that, and now that's been confirmed. And then spring, Didn't need it. spring of 2024 is uh, Daredevil: Born Again. May of 24 is Captain America New World Order. And then capping off that phase, the Thunderbolts, like we had been uh, speculating. Forever. Yeah. So it And says, I think it's fairly obvious what's happening there. Now, with the exception of the death of, uh, what's his name? William, who played Thunderbolt Ross? William Hurt. Hurt. Yeah. William Hurt. 
So with the death of William Hurt, right? He died, didn't he die? Yeah. Yes. So with William Hurt dead, you know, it's it'll be interesting to see where they go with that series from there. But all the key elements are, are at least most of them are already in play. John yeah. Walker, Yelena Belova, you know, like that's uh, at least two solid. Yeah, abomination, exactly. Assuming they don't go Red Hulk, which I don't think they can now because that's Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. I mean, but they could they could always <laughs> I mean, you know, Thunderbolt Ross, the last couple of times we saw him uh was on like the hologram, right? So if they just CGI the hologram, get a voice impersonator, and then turn him into the Red Hulk, and then it's a voice actor from then on, right? There, they can still I don't have. See it. They can, I'm, but they could do it. I'm saying it's easier to I'm do it. I'm not saying they can't do it. I just don't see it. Yeah. You're also gonna have two Hulks kicking around, unless the rumor is true that Banner bites it in the She-Hulk series, which doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense to me either. But that's the rumor. So you're gonna have two Hulks kicking around. Dude. Which means having Abomination and a Red Hulk would make sense. How but do you kill the answer the is Hulk? who's the Red Hulk? For starters, what would it take to kill the Hulk? Can't happen. Another it, Hulk. It, I mean, even then, they literally have made comics. They made a comic about literally the fact that he's just so hard to kill anyways. Yeah. yeah. I could see him well, retiring if he's just like, hey, I'm done doing anything. Yeah, <laughs> you I mean, know? you know, he left the planet once before trying to do that and ended up you know yeah in Thor. but anyway okay so let's keep let's keep moving you got fantastic four in 2024 you got spider-man freshman year cartoon in 2024 and then right. kang dynasty is may of 25 and secret wars is november of 25 and then the undated kind of in development stuff is deadpool 3 armor wars marvel zombies uh, an untitled wakanda series oh yeah Untitled Wonder Man series. You guys have you yep. had you heard about that? And then Nova. Let's talk about Wonder Man for a second, right? Um, what's his name was uh, trending. Uh, uh, Malcolm Reynolds. What's the, what's the actor's name? Who? <sighs> who, you don't who, know his name? who played I'm Wonder Man? Ah, oh, god damn it! What's that show he was in? I don't know. He was in a movie called Serenity. I'm not saying it. Dude, what's that TV show sandwich? The one, the Joss Whedon one about space cowboys. Um, only lasted one it? season. Oh, it was popular. Lots of people liked it. Very popular. Starred Nathan Fillion. There he is, Nathan Fillion. That's the name I was struggling with. No, nothing sandwich. I got nothing. Huh. I have no. Oh, um, hmm, hmm. Oh, am I am I supposed to know this movie, this show? Have you never know, seen do it? You know it? Do you know it? Oh, it, is it? I don't know. I never saw it. So that I, I think is it? What the hell is it? Is it that? Fuck! Firefly. Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care. I'm still free. You can take the sky from me. You can fade it there. <laughs>
You don't like it doing it live instead of sticking it in later when so you can just keep moving on with the show. Um, but you can just fade it. You can fade it out later. That's all. All right. Um, but yeah, old bits are the best bits. That's right. Do the bit. Um, now, at what he was speculated to be Wonder Man, like a hundred years yeah, ago. Wasn't there yeah. a, a poster or something? And like 40, 40 or fifty pounds ago. Yeah. But what what? Which movie was it that you kind of saw him in the background in, a, in like a movie poster? Was it a Spider-Man movie or was it a... Deadpool? Maybe it was a Deadpool. I don't know. Anyway. I don't remember. So so Nathan Fillion was trending when the first kind of announcements well, about Wonder Man and, came out. Yeah, and this is also like, how are they doing that? Because of his relation to other characters. Maybe we shouldn't say because we don't want to spoil it. But who is Wonder Man? I mean, Wonder Man, he was a West Coast Avenger. And an I know, probably. do you know the character's origin? Uh, I used to have the one-shot, Wonder Man number one, when I collected comics. Do you that was know what had. the character of Wonder Man's origin is? Give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And then explain it to us using small words so that Scott can understand it. Well, wasn't he, like, I feel like I know he was used to make something. Hmm. His brainwaves were for the vision, right? Yeah, well, I know it? that, wasn't it? Hmm. No, I'm pretty sure that's that's the backstory of of Wonder Man. Um, but he was basically super strong and damn near invulnerable. He was a very well, powerful the... character, but he uh, in, has character is... also not been in use for like generations at this point. I don't think generations, but he, I mean, I don't I don't recall him being around anytime recently. No. Yeah, like he he's but then I mean who could tell? It's Marvel dead. Comics sandwich. It's Marvel Comics. Yeah, but like he, I he think could turn up tomorrow as the like... biggest threat to the Marvel universe. Yes. No, it just you know it's fucking Marvel Comics. Doesn't make any fucking sense. No, but he's been dead for a while. I think. Like I think he, he's one of the few characters Maybe. who's been dead for a while. But so he. The point um, is, yeah. is you have White Vision floating around in the MCU somewhere. Yeah. So I mean, but I mean, there is but Vision's some, origin again, is different in the MCU. So the Wonder Man will have nothing to do with, with that. You don't know. You don't know. It'll be nothing to do with. You certainly. It certainly could be a way, to somehow reinvigorate or involve the White Vision. Although I don't think it's going to take that long, um, for for White Vision to turn up. I have a feeling he'll turn up in the next set of Avengers. Is what I think. But, uh, but who can say? Who yeah. can say, you know, it, 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 at this point, it's interesting that they're even talking about a character like Wonder Man, my opinion. Yeah. So the only other thing I, I wanted to point out there was that in, in some of the discussion about Wonder Man and Nathan Fillion, um, he had kind of a hot take on Joss Whedon, which was basically um, never had a problem with me. And I would work with him again. So that was kind of, I thought that was interesting that Nathan Fillion basically uh, defended Joss, which is not a popular stance not, in Hollywood. It's not defending him. He just said it's, he never saw it. Yeah. And, and then he mean, would work with him again. If you never saw something, I mean, I don't know that I would say I would have worked with him again. I might have been like, look, my time with him, I didn't say anything like that. But those are not the people you have to ask. You have to ask, what's her name? You have to ask uh, River and uh, uh, I can't remember the actress's name. You have to ask Some, Summer Glau ask, and uh, Summer Glau and uh, Haley. What's Haley's Haley. name? Um, Kaylee. Kaylee. No, not Haley. Kaylee. 
Uh, Jewel State. You have yep. to ask Jewel State. You have to ask uh, Marina Bacarin. You know, you have to ask uh, what's her name, the redhead, Mrs. Reynolds. You know, those are these are the people you have to ask. Yep. You know, because that's where the issue was, and Summer Glau in particular, I suppose. You know, if that if that's where the rumors were lying, you know, and the whole, uh, you know, him not being allowed to be alone in the room with Michelle Trachtenberg, you know, if you know that's the so those are the people you need to ask. I've never, I mean, I mean, other than what's his name, Ray Fisher, I mean, was there a guy that came forward and was like, I got a problem? I don't think so. I think it was mostly the women, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. True, but I, I feel like some other Whedonverse actors came forth to say, we support Charisma Carpenter and Michelle. I mean, like, we support right. and, and if not back up their story, we believe them. And right. so so Nathan's kind of saying the opposite. I, I didn't witness it, and my time was fine. So, again, that's what I'm saying. That, that, that's not, that was an unexpected response, at least for me. I was surprised right. to see that. So, all right, we should probably take a break. And with <laughs> that, I will bid this episode of Geek Stuff TNG goodbye as we go to break on episode 689. Is that wow. right? Wow. That's right. You got Is that it. right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Hey. Shot in the dark. Uh, 689, and I don't know what we're calling it. Something, something, something. Economics. Something, something. Something DOO economics. How about just yeah. uh, Marvel SDC re- SDCC recap? How do we how do we combine San Diego Comic Con and the Dead? <laughs> That's really what it is. Um, San Diego Comic Con. Dead no, Diego. I I mean I I went there for a second, but I was like, no, it just doesn't work. Can, you can know? we not put the dead people in the? <laughs> Just in, uh, just another year. I all don't right, know. <laughs> all right. Sensitive sandwich. That's fine. We don't have to include that. You know, we. What about passing, passing through Comic Con or passing Pass on? Mm, I don't know something. All right. Sandwich and I will figure it out in the second half. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh, <clears throat> that's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm on your mind, what we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow.
What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Hi, this is Henry Winkler, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. The Fonz be with you. And also with you. And how lucky are you? Fonzie be praised! Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the Sandwich Shop, Party Productions in sunny Southern California and Big Hefuna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you're in from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The lasers and cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale. Hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received. Fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder 
which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care. Hey, this is Jules Stay from Firefly. Hey, this is Marina Baccarin from Firefly. Hey, this is Joss Whedon, creator of Buffy and Firefly and Serenity and some other stuff. And you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff, you geek. Burn the land and boil the sea. You can't take the sky from me. Hey, go. <laughs> That's a good way to start the commercial with the crunch of a lovely parm crisp. That's right. No geek stuff TNG would be complete without parm crisp snack mix. Parm crisps are full of all the nutrients you need and the wonderful flavors you have come to love and know, like parm crisp. Yeah, also crisp. Almonds, cashews, pistachios, three grams of net carbs per serving. Net carbs, Kev, does that mean that it has some carbs that cancel out because it doesn't have sugar? Yeah, it has diet, it has fiber in it and no added sugar. So you take the fiber, you remove the fiber from the carbohydrates, the dietary fiber. And who makes Parm Crisps? Are they their own company? I believe so. Wow, an independent company too. Looking at their website, parmcrisps.com, it says our original blend of parm crisps. You can get an everything tub, an original pouch. You can get the ranch snack mix pouch or sour cream and onion pouch. What's your favorite, Kev? I haven't seen sour cream and onion. What was that? I like like the original. I like the original, but the ranch one is fine too. I'd like to try sour cream and onion. It's probably very good. Yeah, you could get the variety pack. Oh, looking at all of the ingredients. Oh, you see, sir, I, I get them at the Costco in the large size because I eat so many delicious parm crisps. Oh, looking at the website, let's see what's in the variety pack. You got cheddar, original, jalapeno, everything, four cheese, and sour cream. They all sound delicious. They are, but I don't think they're doing the big, what is this, 20 ounce. I don't think they're doing, are they doing 20 ounces of all those flavors? I don't know. For more information on Parm Crisps, go to parmcrisps.com and find them at your better retailers today. When you buy them, mention Geek Stuff TNG for absolutely no discount. Mention them at checkout and look like a weirdo. (laughs) Reach out to them at parmcrisps.com and tell them you heard about Parm Crisps from Geek Stuff TNG. It's more fun to come back from commercial with Kev crunching on those fabulous arm crisps. <laughs> so let's uh, let's just pick up and do everything else at, at Comic-Con. Man, I mean, we spent over an hour just doing the Marvel, Marvel. Marvel yeah. announcements. And I mean, really, was there anything else that was a big... I mean, like just in general, did you hear about anything else from Comic-Con that stood out or Marvel's um, the only thing that so mattered? So what's funny is going 
it, it's kind of my one of my side wheelhouses. You know, Kev has 30 million of those. I have like 10. I'll say like generously. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, the games, the, the Ninja Turtle games are fucking awesome. And they released they released a release date for the Kawabunga collection, which just sounds funny to say. What is the Kawabunga collection? The Kawabunga collection is 13 of the classic TMNT games all together, stacked into one lovely uh like cartridge, I guess, or disc at this point. Is it is it a cartridge or is it download? What do you play it on? It's an Xbox. It's for like the newer consoles. It's I think the time of the night. We turn on the black light. Let the dungeons and the dragons begin. It's D and D. Fighting with the legends of yore. It's D and D. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know what that means? We have to talk about Dungeons and Dragons, but it's not books yeah. this week. It's an actual Dungeons and Dragons movie. Did Did you yeah. Did you watch the trailer? I did watch the trailer. What are your thoughts? Because, like, you have to, like, stop and watch a car crash happen slowly. <laughs> Does it look bad? You know, honestly, I haven't watched the trailer yet. Does it look so, bad? So, like, my my thing is it, once again, none of it made me think, wow, this is Dungeons and Dragons. Not that it's going to be, like, overtly, like, it's, like, a Dungeons and Dragons feel, but, you know, it feels like any other high fantasy story. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you get a group, and, and really... I think that's the argument is, I think Kev has said it this way, the Lord of the Rings is a Dungeons and Dragons story. It's, it's you know, you get a, a, you form a party and you go off on some quest. That's the root of Dungeons and Dragons. There's, it, it's, it's sword and sorcery. It's, you know, heroes and monsters. And you put that together and that's what you get in a Dungeons and Dragons game. But when it's a movie, it's just any other fantasy yeah. story. Right, you could say the same thing that any fantasy book is a Dungeons and Dragons book because you're gathering a party and you're fighting the, you know, you're going off on a quest. So it so n- there's no way to make it feel like a Dungeons and Dragons movie unless it starts with the people sitting around the table and then you zoom in and then you see the movie and then it zooms out at the end and the people are sitting around the table. Right? I mean, that's the only way it would be a true D and D movie. Yes. Um. You know, you have everyone is playing. So they, they also made a point to say, like, everyone's class. Right. You know, in the trailer. So, you know, Chris Prine is playing a bard. Michelle Rodriguez is a barbarian. Um, This one dude, I don't know the actor, but he's a paladin. The guy who was in the, uh, the Detective Pikachu movie is some kind of spellcaster. I think he's a sorcerer. Um, what's funny is, for those of you, mainly uh, OG, he'd love this. There's a druid who's playing, who's in this um, movie. It literally is a critical role, like Rip, like almost like, like the character style and like everything. It feels like a straight rip hmm. of the character. Which I mean, you yeah, you can have. A druid who's similar, but it's like the red hair and the horns in the hair, and you know, like some of the the way the character feels. And it's just me; I I haven't seen a whole lot of Critical Role. It feels like a straight rip of the character from Critical Role. So what they're what they're trying to do here is use a lot of the terminology, yeah. right? Use a lot of and use like very well known monsters that they can show yeah. in the, in the preview to to tie it as closely to 
traditional D&D as they can, but you still can't change the fact that it's just another fantasy movie. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's interesting because I don't know. Like, it, if I said before, like, if it was any other just generic fan, high fantasy name, it wouldn't have as much hype. Right. There is hype behind it because D&D. And I feel like people would like be more supportive of it. Not that there's, I'm not saying I'm not supporting. I'll, I'm going to see the film. I'm not going to not see the film probably, but like, I feel like there's more detractors of it now because they've tried to attach D and D to it so heavily, you know what I mean? Right. And I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go. You know, are they going to try to set up a sequel? Okay. The villain is also a rogue and they made a point to point that out. So like, does it, are we just going to get like everyone's class you know, like noted? I don't as like we go through the. I don't like rogue, right? It's it was thief, right? But but now a thief yeah, is a rogue, thief, right? I mean, rogue. I mean, yeah. like yeah. It's a thief. You know, I remember, you know, fighter magic is a thief. That was my favorite class to play when I was a kid, right? You know, because you get yeah. you get the best of everything, right? You can you can yeah. do the thiefy things. You can use a sword, but you can also cast spells, right? That was always my that multi class was the one that I always liked. But um, yeah. I don't know. So we'll, I mean, we'll we'll see it, but and we'll see how it is. But I mean, Chris Pine yeah. seems to think that people are going to like it. So hopefully, he's right. I mean, I'd hope he. I, I would hope he would say that about the movie. He's That's true. That people are gonna like <laughs> this it. movie's going to suck, guys. Don't don't go see it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap that one up. It's D and D. Warriors that terrify. It's D and D. So so what else? Um, what there's going to be. Man, there's so much Marvel stuff. A Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Gotham. Oh, let's talk about Gotham Knights. The new Gotham Knights yeah. gameplay trailer shows off Batgirl. So, so yeah. Gotham Knights the game, and then there's also Gotham Knights the shitty show, right? Yeah, yeah. So Gotham Knights the game. If I had like an applause button, I'd hit, this, I'd hit that button here. I don't know if we have like a. Hold on, I we might it. not have it. It's fine, but like. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the show. Absolutely. Absolutely, because the games, it's the Arkham Knight style of games or the the Arkham series of Batman games, which right. I don't know if you've played those games. They're really, really fun. They're really cool. So that's what this Gotham Knights game looks like. You know what I mean? It's it's a Batman game with all the sidekicks. So it's cool. And then there's Gotham Knights TV show, which is just sad. And I, I, I <laughs> haven't heard one single person anywhere on the internet say anything positive about it now the internet is also a horrible place where you only hear negative things i feel like those always get pushed to the front and then you know anyone saying anything positive gets pushed to the back i get that but you know i haven't heard anyone like saying they're excited for the um the the gotham knights tv show also i don't know how cw is still putting out trying to make TV shows if they're being sold because you're going to make it to sell it somewhere else. Then someone's going to just cancel it. Right. <laughs> I guess someone needs to get paid. So. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, looks yeah. like. Uh, so He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. That's the Kevin Smith one, right? Yes. And William Shatner's going to be a voice on it. Apparently. That's interesting. Um it doesn't. It doesn't say who he's going to be voicing, and then uh, that's going to debut on Netflix August eighteenth. Let's see. 
Wheel of Time, renewed for a third season. So, again, hopefully before the third season starts, we can get OG on the show to talk about uh, Wheel of Time and Critical Role. What's the Critical Role show called? Oh, the, the Amazon one? Yeah. Vox Machina. Vox Machina. So we need we need to talk about those things. Um, let's see. There's more. Like, Beavis and Butthead is getting a reboot. Not only was there the movie, Beavis and Butthead do the universe, I think, but I think there's also a, a reboot of that show. That's before your time. Right, Beavis and Butthead? I'm aware of it. You're yeah, aware. I, I, what about yeah. King of the Hill? I did like King of the Hill. So that could be coming back. I mean, you could just put them right back in in today, like nothing has changed, and just have those characters reacting to today's uh, environment, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see, over on the comic book side. Oh, you might like this. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sequel, coming in December yes. to Boom, uh, Boom Studios and IDW Publishing. So... I liked the series. I enjoyed the comic. And then they made action figures that were really, really cool of like the turtles and their, um, and their power ranger uh, with their power ranger suits on, which is awesome. Um, so I'm excited for a sequel. Cause that means we get more content, which I'm always a, a fan of, especially in these cool, you know, two of my wheelhouses crossing over into one. is just always fun. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, are you a national treasure fan? Do you care about the national treasure show on Disney plus? So they are doing a show. Yeah. National Treasure Edge of mm-hmm. History. Okay. And then, let's see. Uh, DC seemingly has no plans to do any more Snyderverse movies. Well, I, I figured Snyder just doesn't want, because everyone involved in, in the Snyder films is, like, gone. Like, I don't think Gal, like Gal Gadot, I don't think, cares about Wonder Woman anymore because of 1984. Um, <laughs> Aquaman's movie got shot in the leg a little bit because of all of the Amber Heard stuff. Yeah. Batfleck is gone. Ezra Miller is somewhere in Vermont torturing some woman in a basement. <laughs> and Cavill's gone. So, like, Ray Fisher hates him. Like, who's your Justice League now? Yeah. So, I mean, it'll it'll be interesting that the to see where it goes. I had the the uh, the crime blotter. Yeah, it's got it's got all the gal the uh, not the Gal Gadot the Amber Heard. She's claiming bankruptcy now, and Ezra Miller. It's just it's ridiculous what's what's going on over there. It's like the 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 DC curse, right? It's like it's like yeah. a it's like a Hollywood curse to be involved in DC at this point. Honestly, yeah, which is horrible because we said on the show, I'll say it again. I want DC to succeed as films and content like that, and they can. Just for some reason, their track record has just been horrible. Let's see. There's going to be some... uh, Maybe we'll save this for product, but it looks like Bill Burr is getting another Hasbro Black Series figure. Uh, It was funny. (laughs) When when Kevin and I were at Celebration, there was like a a Mandalorian kind of booth slash photo op, and it had Mandalorian and all the characters kind of fanned out so you could stand in the middle and take your picture. And it's like on... So if you're standing in the middle for the photo op... Mandalorian is on one side, literally Bill Burr's character is on the other, as if he is the second most important character in the show. Like all, you know, you've got, you know, Grief Karga <laughs> and, and Baby Yoda and all these characters, but it's like Bill Burr, it must be hugely popular in the Mandalorian universe because now he's getting he's getting a, a, a figure like his first season appearance, right? So instead of the figure where he's is probably just a, a head sculpt, now they're going to put that head on a body that's sculpted to go with how he looked in the first season. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that's just crazy. That's cool. I mean, no, that's good. But I mean, and, and I mean, again, I love Bill Burr. It's it's exciting and funny to see, um, to see that. But uh, I think that's what we said the first time was that that was the character they should have done. But I'm sure, like Kev pointed out, 
just they just probably used a body that they already had and stuck the head on yeah. it because it was cheaper. And now they'll give you what you got. So let's see. Oh, uh, let's talk about DC for a minute. Uh, did uh, did they did they say uh, that Superman would not be in? Uh, would not be in Shazam too, or would not make any more appearances. I think I don't know if they said that officially, but I mean, I think that's I guess that's the rumor. I feel like somebody asked, and and like there was, and you got the Rock on stage, and he, and he actually got booed when. Oh, you know, because he said like whoever it is, I'll like kick their ass, something like that. Yeah, they said he said, hey, you know what I think about Superman? It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> There it is, live from uh, live from Comic Con. Uh, the Rock talking to the crowd about whether Superman, whether people think Superman should be in in the movies. Um, let's see. Let's talk about uh, Shazam Two. Did you see the the trailer for Shazam Two? I did see that. I mean, it's got it's got the the comedic, you know, the 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 funny elements, right? Shazam was f- a fun superhero movie, right? Yes. So it's looking like that that should continue. There was an article about uh, Zachary Levi. Just going to throw this out there that. Uh, you know, he struggled and had a mental breakdown at 37 and uh, has been struggling with anxiety and depression. So, you know, even if you're a uh, famous, handsome actor, uh, things can be tough out there. So, you know, get help if you need it. Yeah. Um, Jason Momoa, oh, talk, speaking of the DC curse, Jason Momoa had a head-on collision with a motorcyclist. But uh, yeah, I, th- I, heard I think about he's that. okay. So it's just it's just crazy what's going on out there with the DC, yeah, the DC no. curse. It's like, it's like, the, uh, like the poltergeist curse. Every yeah. member, everybody involved with Poltergeist, like died horribly or had something horrible happen to them. Let's see. Any <laughs> other, any other exciting San Diego Comic Con announcements? Oh, here's one. Uh, Mr. William Shatner uh, said that uh, he didn't think Roddenberry would like the direction that uh, the franchise is going in. So that's an interesting thing for him to say. Well, I mean, yeah, he could think that. I mean, I, I have no way. To, I'm not going to say enough about like, oh, I think I agree or I disagree. But you know what I mean, like. Yeah, because you're not a you're not a Star Trek. You've never seen you. You just Star Trek's not your wheelhouse, right? Yeah, I'm not anti Star Trek. I mean, I'll say that. I've tried to watch the old ones. I think I just I need to be in the right mindset for it. I need, and I, I'm saying this, and I'm not trying to be like, I'm not saying it rudely. It's like I need like Kevin, someone who like really cares. It's not a rude thing. I need someone who knows and cares about it to sit with me and like. Here's where this is important. Here's where this is good. I will not be able to sit through it on my own. Yeah. My just retention for that. Well, also, pro- not- especially some of the older stuff. I don't know about the show because the show is just a, I don't, I don't even, I think that are the episodes an hour or a half hour? I don't even know. I don't remember. With, I thought they were an hour for some reason. It, it might but be because it's a the, typical yeah. format, right? Dramas yeah. are an hour. Sitcoms are a half an hour and it's not a sitcom. So therefore it's probably an hour program, right? That's, yeah. um, but, and, and then and back then there were uh, fewer commercials, so it would be a little bit longer than a show from today, yeah. right? But um, but I would say this also: Star Trek the motion picture, extremely slow paced, right? It has that seventies, you know, because it was it came out in like eighty or something like that. It has that yeah, the pacing. old school pacing, right? But then when you get to Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan, man, it's I mean that movie is fantastic start to finish, right? And you know, and then the rest of the movies are okay. I mean, you know, but but to really appreciate even the Wrath of Khan, you have to go into it with a love for the characters or else mm-hmm. the emotional beats don't matter, right? Yeah. Like, if you just watched Star Trek, the Wrath of Khan, you wouldn't, it wouldn't, and that's in the same way that with the new one, right, the new, the Kelvin universe, right? When, when you know, 
you go through the Khan saga and, and, and people die, we haven't known those characters long enough to care. By the time Star Trek II came out, you know, you'd known those characters for 20 years. And so yeah. when a character died in The Wrath of Khan, I, I cry every time I see it because it matters to me. But in the Kelvin universe, it didn't have the weight to it because it was too soon. Just like earlier this episode, we were talking about you can't just introduce uh, the mutants and then do the mutant massacre story because you don't know the characters enough to care. So, yeah. No, so, it's... um. I feel like Trek needs a good injection of, like, it needs a new storyline. Like, we can't rely on the old storylines. Mm-hmm. We need something new for Trek. And it can't be a kid's show. It has to be something, like, in the vein of, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, I'm going to say a CW-like show where there's, like, a, there's people you run into, or, like, I don't know, like, I, I need, like... It needs to be some new Trek, I feel like. Well, good. so, I, I mean, I saw an article that they're, I, I think they want to put Trek back on the big screen, which may be another Kelvin universe movie, right? Yeah. Or or maybe not. And then I've also heard that, is it Brave New Worlds? But the one that, uh, the one helmed by Black Bolt, you know, Anson right. Mount, uh, playing yeah. Captain Pike, I've heard that, that that's got the the old school feel of Star Trek that some of the other shows yeah. may be missing, and you know I'm not cut up on Picard, which is the only of, of the new stuff that I've even seen, other than some lower decks stuff, which yeah. is is okay. So I don't know. I mean, I'm a I'm a Trek fan. I I just haven't had the time to really dive into it. So I'm saying, man, they need they need to find like a new ship, maybe or like a you know new what? cast. They need something new. Well, okay. So let's talk about that. Because that's, that's just like in Star Wars, it's like you need to leave the Skywalker family and go do something else, right? Yes. And so you get Mandalorian and it works, right? But then you get Boba Fett going back to the old well and it didn't work as well, right? The completely yes. new character, the Mandalorian. But I mean, again, they're kind of going back to the well with Ahsoka because she's not a totally new character, but she wasn't in yeah. the movies. So maybe, you know, maybe that'll work differently. But, but there was there was people wanting Ahsoka content. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting, but I so on the Star need, Trek side, find, yeah, but, we need we need to find somewhere in the universe where it's like we can stick someone here for like familiarity's but, sake. But they're doing but that, be a right? New person. But Star Trek Discovery is unrelated, isn't it? It's a it's just a different ship somewhere else, right? It's still in the Federation. Apparently, I don't, I don't yeah. really know. So I mean, so I don't think that didn't quite do it. So then he went back to the well to say, well, let's do the Enterprise, but before Kirk, and that's the new one, right? Yeah. And so, I don't know. Uh, it also, Shatner here, there's going to be a fan-funded uh, documentary with uh, Legion, from Legion M. Have you heard of Legion M? Do you know what they are? No. They're, like a, they're, a, they're essentially a fan-funded company. I don't know exactly how that works, but they, they're very much in the fandom, and they put things together using probably like crowdfunding kind of sources. So... Um, Anyway, they, like they, they, and that it was the Legion M booth where I met uh, uh, Michael Uslin, uh, the Batman producer guy, and he was there signing his book. And so it was like a free meet and greet autograph at the Legion M booth. So that was kind of cool. So uh, let's see. Uh, Sandman trailer. Are you how are you up on the Sandman? Like the, the, like I'm, the aware, Neil Gaiman? I'm, I'm not. I haven't like read the story. I'm aware of like the basic the, the the basic strokes of it. So I feel like Neil Gaiman is also American Gods, right? Yes. So I feel like I've never read Neil Gaiman, but American Gods the show was fantastic. 
Good Omens was fantastic. So like the interpretations of his work that I've seen, I've really yeah. liked. So I'm assuming that I'm going to like The Sandman. Also Lucifer, right? The the Fox show. Lucifer was good. It's yeah. kind of loosely based. I don't know how much it, that was based on his character. I don't yeah, I think it's very loose. <laughs> right? yeah. Like they said let's take the character of Lucifer and then make a CBS procedural out of it, right? Which is what they did, right? Yeah. So, um but I mean I did like that show. I haven't finished it on Netflix. Um I'm in the last season of that show. Yeah, me too. I just feel like I'm just kind of like, okay, let's just let's just get to the end. You know, it's like I don't I don't care about any like murder of the week, right? I don't care about the cop stuff. Just yeah. show me the the main plot, right? You know, and that's yeah. my only thing with Lucifer is I do like the show and I like the characters, but I just want switching I want the to big arc. Was good because switching to Netflix was good because it went from a 25 episode season with almost no content to 10 episodes with some content. <laughs> yeah, so. you're right. Yeah, because it was one of those shows where it applies to your mom because your mom will watch the for the cop show element of it with a little bit of a big, over, uh, you know, series arc, right? A season yeah. arc. And then now on Netflix, you get a little bit more that it's a little bit more about the season arc. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's it for uh, Comic-Con news. Let's see. Is there anything else? I mean, there's just so much news going on. We're going to keep doing some episodes. We got to do some quick hit episodes. Let me do that. Let me do the celebrity crime blotter. So I can clear that out. We already talked about right. uh, the DC curse. Um, let's see. Scrubs co-executive producer Eric Weinberg arrested on rape charges. Oh, An- nice. Anchorman. A celebrity. Yeah. Anchorman actor uh, David Koechner, right? Whammy. Uh, second DUI and second time in five months. And then uh, Film Academy member Jeffrey Cooper gets eight years in prison for child molestation. So oh, that's this nice. week's uh, celebrity cr- crime blotter, a new new uh, new segment here on the show. So we got deaths and crime and San Diego Comic Con. Is that is that it? Love, death, and Comic Con. How about that? Sure. Or crime and punishment and Comic Con, which is better? Uh, I like the first one. Love, death, and Comic Con. Yeah. All right. I think I think that's it. I think we should wrap this one up and then save the rest for so next week. Let's talk about we got Umbrella Academy. I finished it. Did you finish it? Almost. Almost? I think it has a solid ending. Not No spoilers, but I, I do feel like... Uh, I didn't mind this season. Um, you know... How far are you? How, how many episodes do you have left? I'm in episode, like, five. Oh, there's there's still a lot of good stuff to have. It it, it, it picks up. I think, like, like I think every episode starts a little slow because there's a lot of groundwork to lay yeah. the, the, the... You know, here's the new scenario, the new universe, and as you're figuring out what's going on... But yeah. it definitely it definitely picks up at the end and and gets good, uh, like satisfactory ending. I, I have no problem with the show. Like I don't mind any of the directions that characters are going. I mean, you know, nothing's perfect. I feel like once again, a lot of these Netflix shows do this thing where they have good content for an amount of seasons, and then there's a huge gap in time that I feel like really like kind of like pulls away. Like, like yeah, I like Umbrella Academy, but it's like I wish the season came out like a year ago. Yeah, I feel like this, you know, like. But if you started it now and binged watched all three seasons, you'd be you'd feel great about it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, let's uh, let's do the uh, let's do the plugs. Can you do Kev's plugs? Uh, you can find Kev on Fortnite at Big Kev GS, and he's BK Geek stuff everywhere else. And what about you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. And Fortnite 
at Fat Dumbledore, F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. All right. Be sure and like and follow the show on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever your podcatchers are. Leave reviews there. It's Geek Stuff TNG and all those places. Uh, if you want to interact with the show, you can call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Or support us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash geekstufftng. And then uh, with that, we will end this show the way we end, what, episode 689, the one we're calling Love, Death, and Comic-Con, the way we end some shows by saying... Good night, Glenn Schrotner. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. I will remember you
Good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>